the Great Commission. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. And, and some of them, but some of them doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. Well, before we get too far into it, let me pray for us. Abba Father, this morning we come before you because we want to hear from your word and we want to receive your Holy Spirit. Abba Father, I pray that every word from my mouth, every meditation from my heart would be pleasing in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. But I pray also, Lord God, that you would use these words of mine to equip all of us to follow Jesus Christ, to know that he is with us wherever we go and to actually go. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When I was growing up, Perhaps it would shock some of you, but probably not too much. I was in a choir, and I sang in choirs a lot, actually, growing up. I really enjoyed singing. Now, I had a great choir director, Mrs. Joseph, and she was very tall. Now, admittedly, I was very small, but she was very tall, wonderful, big black woman, and she would tell us this story about singing in the choir. Because sometimes when you sing in a choir, you would go and you'd be on these risers, right? And there'd be different levels of the platform, and so some people would be on this level and other people, and they would get higher and higher. And some of them can be quite, you know, sizable. And she was telling me, uh, well, she was telling all of us, really, that she once had a time while her choir was singing, she would say, you always keep your focus on me, always look at me, look Keep your eyes on me. No matter what happens anywhere else in the audience, no matter what's going on, your eyes are on me. Look at me. And apparently one time, while her choir, which probably was the children's choir, some choir is singing, and while they are singing, the risers start to collapse. And she said, now all of them looked at me. They did not look at the risers. They didn't freak out. They kept their eyes on me, and you need to keep your eyes on me just like that. Now, what this has to do with uh, our reading today is this is exactly what Jesus is telling us in the passage. Um, He is risen, amen? When we come to this passage, what we cannot forget is that this is what Jesus says right after he rises from the dead. He's told his disciples to go up to this mountain that he told them to go to ahead of time and that he is alive from the dead. And actually, the only people to have seen him at this point are are the women who have been told to go tell the disciples that he's going to meet them in Galilee, just like he said. And so they go, and they see him, 
And when they see him, they worship because he's, he's alive. He's conquered death. He is the, the most powerful person they've ever encountered in all of their life. And Peter, James, and John, who are on the mountaintop, and they saw Jesus' glory break loose for just a moment, they see him alive and risen in his glory. But even in that moment, some doubt. But then Jesus gets closer and he says, given to me has been all the authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them into the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to do all the things that I have commanded you. And look, I'm with you all the days to the completion of the age. And he refocuses our attention onto him. The first thing that we see in this passage is that Jesus refocuses us. As we go, so we can go. And so we go. And I just want you to know, you have permission to walk out of this sermon. If the Holy Spirit grips your heart and you sense that today is the moment and I cannot wait another minute, I've got to go because the Spirit is upon me to bring the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations, get up out of your seat and go. Because he's already given the command and he's already with you. But for some of us, we might need just that little break, that little break of attention. Because you know what the truth is? Jesus, before the disciples say anything, in fact, in this final passage, the disciples don't say anything. Jesus does all the talking. Before they can say anything about the commission to go to the nations, before, he can, before anything happens, he just says, hey, look, And in the NIV translation that we use here, it doesn't come through as well, but in another translation, Jesus says, and look, he just interrupts and he's like, pay attention, I don't want you to miss this. Get this, pay attention. We got to get our focus right. We have to have our focus right. And it's easy to lose focus. And And Jesus interrupts us and brings the focus back on himself. He brings our focus back because he knows that if he doesn't interrupt us, we will go straight on to the train of reasons why I cannot go and make disciples. And there's a lot of different reasons. And you know, some of them even sound like very good reasons. And, and that's the problem. The first thing, he, he knows that, you know, we can get scared. Each one of us in this room, I don't know about you, but there have been moments in our lives where we've been scared. And Jesus knows that this could be scary. He knows that he's telling people, Jews who have lived in Israel their entire life, to leave the place that they were born, to go to all the nations of the world so that they can learn that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died for their sins and rose from the dead. 
And that's a scary thing to think about. Leave everything? Leave everyone I know? How? Jesus knows that it's scary. This command to go comes with risks. It it might come with financial loss. It might mean that our family doesn't really appreciate um, our newfound passion. It comes with the complication of Sometimes not just going by yourself, but going with your entire family to where Jesus is calling you to go. He knows that it costs the social costs. He knows that it costs the economic costs, but he also knows that it's gonna cost these men their lives. He's talking to 11 disciples and 10 out of the 11 were martyred. They died painful, grueling, unspeakably agonizing deaths, except for John, who they did, according to church tradition, try to kill by boiling in a pot of oil. Apparently, he just didn't die because God protected him. And when that didn't work, they just banished him to an island because if you can't kill him, at least he's gone. And, but all of them, all of them suffered Jesus is talking and he is speaking to people he knows are about to give their entire lives for him and for the good news of Jesus Christ. He says, hey, look at me. Just like my choir director, she's like, I don't care what's going on. I don't care if the place is on fire. You keep your eyes on me. And Jesus is refocusing our attention Because he knows if we take our eyes off Jesus for even one moment, we will never go and we will never make disciples. Because if we look at what's up against us, we are going to freak out and we're going to either, what do they call it? Uh, The freeze, the fight, or the or the flight response. And these are the, these are the things. This is what will happen. If we don't keep our eyes on Jesus, we're not going to go. We're not going to make disciples. We're going to freeze. We're just going to stay as we are going through our lives and we'll tell ourselves it was, you know, very hard, almost impossible. Or we'll run and we'll say, I know God is calling me, but I can't do that. I've got to do anything else, something else. I'll run, 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 run to the other direction. I'll throw myself into work. Or some of you, you know, God might even be calling to go to be a missionary in some other place that you've never considered before. And you think, well, I can't really do that. That would be very inconvenient. It would be very hard. Like imagine how much it would cost. And like, I'd have to learn a whole new language to reach those people with the good news of Jesus Christ. But I do love Jesus. I'm just gonna throw myself into all the ministries that I can at HTC. Not that HTC doesn't need all of us to really contribute with the amazing gifts that God has given us. But if the Spirit is calling you to go somewhere else, that's where God wants to use your gifts. But then there is the fight and The fight mode is a little bit probably more of an argument. God, you can't really ask me to do this. That would be very hard. And I just, no, I refuse. I'm not going to do it. And these are the kinds of responses that we can give when we hear. But the reason we'll respond that way is if our eyes are not 
looking up to Jesus. Because when we see that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he has risen from the dead, that he's conquered sin, death, and the devil, what do we have to be afraid of? Jesus isn't, he's not calling us to go because other people have gone. And we don't have to sit here and say, well, you know, I know that I can go because the disciples went and, and all of us here are Christians because somebody somewhere went as they were told. But the main reason is because Jesus is gonna go with us. So we just gotta get our attention on him. That's the second thing. Jesus is with us. So go, go boldly. If the spirit speaks now, go right now. It doesn't, there will always be another excuse, another reason, another complication, another cost. There's always something. But Jesus will always be with us. And if Jesus is with us, and the reason he wants our focus on him, the reason why he wants our eyes looking to him is because when we look on the author and the perfecter of our faith, we can run this race with endurance and we can overcome any of the obstacles. But he's also saying, I am with you. And the way he says it, he actually says, me, with you, I am. He's very emphatic. He is with us, not just in a little bit. Jesus is with us dramatically. When he calls us and when he sends us to go and to reach all the nations with the good news of Jesus Christ, he is not going to let us do it on our own, which we can all admit is probably a good thing given, um, I don't know about you, but if I was just given the responsibility of reaching the whole world with the good news of Jesus Christ all by myself, I think the world, A, would be in a bad place and I would be very concerned and it would be very stressful. But when we look at the one who just beat death and shrugged it off after three days, I mean, and he's like, I'm gonna be with you. We can do, we can do a lot. But when Jesus says, I will be with you, he's, he's actually trying to remind us of how many times God has promised to be with his people and has been with his people. And actually the book of Matthew starts this way and um, Natalie was speaking in the service before this and she sent her notes and I was looking at them and it, it just reminded me that it starts with Abraham and it says, this is the, the, the genealogy of Jesus, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And the reason why that's important is because Abraham's life with God starts in a very similar way to, way to the way this book ends, with a commission to go. The first word that God says to Abraham is go. Jesus says go. And so Abraham goes and in and he goes, and then as we go through the first chapter of Matthew, not only does Abraham go, but it gets to this point where the gospel writer says that this 
is what Jesus is gonna be called. That his name, that Jesus' identity, that the kind of person that Jesus is, is this kind of person. The person who fulfills the promise that the Lord gave through the prophet Isaiah, which says, the virgin will get pregnant and will give birth to a son and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And so when Jesus comes to the end, he is there fully God and fully man. And he says, I am with you. That is who I am. I am God with you and I will be with you no matter where you go. Just like I was with Abraham, just like I was with Jacob, just like I was with Isaac, just like I was with Joshua. Now, funny story about Joshua. Did you know that in Greek, the, word, the way you translate Joshua is Jesus? And so when Jesus gets his name, he's named Joshua. If uh, you were reading Greek, you wouldn't be able to discern a difference between Jesus's name and Joshua's name. It's the same name, more or less. And let's just look at Joshua 1.9, and it's going to pop up on the, on the, on the screen. And it says, this is God speaking to Joshua when they're about to go into the promised land. This is after they know, or before they know how bad it is, but they kind of already know how bad it is because Joshua scouted out the land when he was a young man. There were giants in the land. There were lots of rewards in the land. It was gonna be a great place to live except for all the people who wanted to kill the Israelites and they looked big and strong and they had big cities. And when all the spies came back, unfortunately, 10 out of the 12 were so freaked out about it that they're like, we can't go in. And they didn't trust the Lord. And so God's like, fine, if you don't wanna go in, you can all die in the desert and you can wander for 40 years and the next generation will go in. And so Joshua, however, was given an exception. He would live because he believed with Caleb that actually God was more powerful than the obstacles. And then God, at the end, when 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 Joshua was an old man, and some of you in, in this audience might be feeling quite old, but that doesn't matter. God used an old man to lead his people into the promised land. And this is what he said. He said, be strong and, and very courageous. Be careful to obey all my law. My servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And when Jesus says this, he's saying the same thing to all of us today. He's not just telling the 11 disciples in the past, he's telling you and me and all of us, he will be with you. We can be strong, we can be courageous, we can not just go, we can go boldly. We can go, yes, maybe to a nation, to an ethnicity, to a type of space that we'd never imagine for ourselves. You may have to cross oceans, you may have to cross socioeconomic divides, you might have to do things you'd never expect, but the Lord will be with you. So be strong 
and courageous. And if the Lord is with us, can we go? That's not a rhetorical question. (laughs) Can we go? If the Lord is with us, can we go? Will we be bold? Okay, maybe not. (laughs) Will we be bold? Can we be courageous? Is Jesus with us? Can we go? Will we go? Well, the will we go was a little bit weaker. (laughs) That's, but it's not just a game where I ask, will we go? This is what Jesus Christ is asking each one of us today. He's not just asking each one of us today, he's asking our church as a whole, will we go? For some of us, it might mean going boldly into your workplace. For others, it might mean going boldly into your family. For others, it might mean boldly going into your schools. For some people, it will mean boldly going into the world, to the streets. For some people, it means going into this society. For some, it will mean leaving this place. I am sure this is a big room. There's probably at least one person God is saying, there is somewhere else for you to be. anywhere and yes I'm not going to lie the obstacles are big but they're not bigger than death and Jesus did kill death so we can go boldly Jesus refocuses our attention on him and he says I will be with you he is with us but then he also says this I'll be with you all the days until the completion of the age. And that's the third thing that we have to focus on today. He doesn't, he's not just with us right now. Jesus stays with us so we can go and keep going. Because the the decision to go is not a one-time thing. It's easy to go once much harder to go every day for the rest of your life. And the only way you and I are ever gonna be able to do that is if we get our eyes on Jesus, if we remember that he is with us right now, but that he will stay with us no matter where he sends us. Every day, every single day, every day until the completion of the age, Jesus is trying to say, Every day, every single day, there's no day I will not be with you. If you woke up one morning and you felt, you know what, is Jesus really with me? I don't know. He's with you. And Jesus is telling us not just because he wants to send us out, but because he also knows how hard it is for us to be in this life. He's looking at people that he loves. He knows how hard it is and he wants them to know that he's with them. And I don't know what you're going through, but some of you might just be going through something really difficult and you just need to know that Jesus is with you. And the promise is that he's with you. He's with you in the suffering. He's with you in the sickness. He's with you in the hardships. He's, but he's also with you in the call to go. And he won't just be with you once. He will stay with you 
every day for the rest of your life. And frankly, if he doesn't come back, he will stay with HTC after all of us are dead and he will still be here with us and still be sending people out into the world with the good news that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he's conquered sin, death and the devil and risen from the dead and has good news, not just for this nation, but for all the nations of the world. He will keep going with us all the way to the end. All the way. He will go with you all the way to the end of your life, to the end of whatever he's calling you to do. The question today for each one of us is just whether we're gonna go with him. Are we gonna go? That's the question. Will we go? That's it. Will we go? because he will be with us. It's not, oh, well, I feel an obligation. It's an invitation to go where Jesus is gonna be and to see all the amazing things that Jesus is gonna do and to watch him overcome things that you could never possibly imagine. So as we bring this to the close, just want all of us to take a moment as the band comes up and just ask, who, who are you sending me to, Lord? Where are you sending me? Where will you go with me? Because this call, while not all of us will be called to this country or that country, all of us today are called to go. The question is just to whom and to where but we will go only if we keep our eyes on Jesus and we hold on to the fact that he's with us and he will stay with us. Let's pray. Abba Father, we cannot go without your son. Moses once told you when you were frustrated with the Israelites and going to leave them, He said, look, I'm not going anywhere without you. I can't, I won't do it. And in the same way, Abba Father, we cannot go unless we we know that you are with us. And you've given us the promise in your word and Lord Jesus, you've promised to us you will be with us all the days of our life, no matter what, how bad the day is, no matter how great the days, you'll be with us all the way to the end of our days, to the end of this age. But Lord Jesus, we need not just to know it intellectually, we need to sense that you are with us. We need you to pour out your Holy Spirit on each one of us and on our whole church so we can go today. So Lord Jesus, pour out your spirit so we can go. Tell each one of us to where we're going. Maybe for some of us, it will just be like Abraham and we'll just hear this call to go and we won't have the destination yet. But Lord God, even if we don't know where we're going, help us to hear the call and to celebrate that you're going with us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.